This is Marvel 616 Politics, issue 34, with Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. Jared Mayo, Jared Mayo, it's been too long. I know. Where have you been? Well, I, I, I've been late. I'm sorry. We're recording later than normal. And uh, what do you mean? Where have I been? Where have you been? <laughs> I've been right. I've been on the Facebook. On uh-huh. the Facebook. You fell for it. The whole time and everything. Yeah, you've been doing a good job of not signing your name to posts. Bro, way to call me out. Way to call me Dude, out. You call me a jerk every time, every day. It's like, hmm, how can I call Jared a jerk today? <laughs> I no, it's difficult to sign my name when I'm doing it from the phone. Oh, <laughs> you can you can spell jerk really well. From... <laughs> That's really oh cool. man, it's, it's... no, I appreciate you keeping up with the Facebook page. I've been real busy, so thanks. no, no, no. I just I I miss you. You know, it's like where's where's that Jerry guys? Oh, he's in the movies. He's in the talkies. Yeah. My bad, I know, dude. When Hollywood calls, I just. I gotta know my priorities. I know you and and who who's the other who's our listener that uh, he's like oh I just got back from filming. <laughs> Scotty. No 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 we'll talk about him in a second. What's his name? Oh Ben Stanley right? Yeah oh oh yeah yeah we're kind of our own club. Well who's who's your own club? You Ben Stanley and Scotty? Mm-hmm yeah because we're like in Marvel movies. That's just. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll come down to Louisiana and film something. Yeah, well, they did Green Lantern, but that's not Marvel, so I didn't care. Yeah, and we all know how that turned out. Actually, I I don't know. I didn't see it. Did you see it? No, no one saw it. It was (laughs) bad. (laughs) Just like no one's going to see Ghost Rider. Two. Two, Ghost Rider 2. Either one, really. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Marvel 616 Politics. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website at marvel616politics.com. Uh, what, 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 what's the other one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Twitter. Um, at 616politics. So twitter.com slash 616politics. That's always fun. Um Dude, I got to talk to Jim Kruger on Do you about the rest of the contact information. Well, it's a segue. I got to talk to Jim oh. Kruger on Facebook. Oh yeah. Yes. What's our Facebook page? Well, it's facebook.com/marvel616politics, of course. Of course. And. And you can even give us a call and leave us a message at seven five five. Actually, no. You can give us a call and leave us a message. <laughs> At six one six seven five five Tina. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> Tell me about your conversation. Oh, I just man, it was just total hero worship and and slob fest, and it was just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like, hey, look, I know you get this a lot, but I really enjoyed um, Earth X, and it's hard not to recommend it to every single person I know because it's the best, my favorite story out there. And he wrote back, he's like, I really appreciate that. Um, I was just talking about it the other day. I'm pretty proud of it. And then I wrote him back, and I was like, uh, yeah, it's a it's a great commentary on how man views God and how we react to power. 
our different reactions to power. And he wrote back. He totally flattered me. He was like, you got all that? That's fantastic. <laughs> like, yes! I am amazing. <laughs> well, so now you can kind of like be in your own fan club too then. Yes, thank you. Besties yeah. with creators. Besties. <laughs> <laughs> you're besties. Besties. Oh, so you're pretty important. Well, I don't mean to brag, but maybe we should ask Jim Kruger. <laughs> hey, you're his bestie. <laughs> We're besties. Now, do you have a window? Yes. Like to the outside? To, to the outside world? Yes. Or like a window to the hallway? No, I got a window to the outside. The owner of the company, my boss, has a window to the outside hallway, hmm. which is directly across from a window to the outside. So. Well, hopefully he's not listening because otherwise he'll be like, I should change my office with Andy. No, he doesn't care about comics. He teases me all the time. Oh. About not going to football games and stuff. Because <laughs> that's where it is. Curse that individual. Actually, no, I really like him. I go hiking with the guy. So, you know, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, he he helps pay your bills. He de- he definitely does, man. He's the one that we love him. I oh yeah, he lets me he lets me record at the office. How's that? How's that been? There you go. That's awesome. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh hey, two more things. One. Listen to us on iTunes. If you're if you're listening to us on um, comic book no podcasts.comicbook.com, or if you're listening to us from our Marvel 616 politics.com page, hit us up on iTunes. Give us a uh, what is it called a review a positive review. I think we got one. Aaron, our uh, loyal listener, gave us a positive. Aaron. Way to go! Woo! And then um, oh here he is right here, Aaron James Chappelle. He's in the office with you. Well, he's he's the producer. So. He just walked in. He's waving at the window. <laughs> he's waving at the outer window to the hall. <laughs> he's in a get out, Aaron. <laughs> and uh, oh, you know what, fans? You know what we need, mm. Jared? What does every single person need? What does every single important thing need? Nutella. Right. Besides Nutella, we need a Wikipedia page. Oh. Wouldn't that be awesome? Marvel 616 Politics Wikipedia. Why don't we just create our own? No, I would like a fan to do it so then they can... Because, like, if we do it, then we can't put all the unique things like Jared calls Andy out on the Facebook page all the time and they talk about it during the show, you know, or something like that, where Jared's weird in this way. Well, I mean, anybody can edit it. So you're saying create it and then... Yeah, but I want it to be organic. And I'm hesitant even to bring it up because now it's not organic. Hmm. But you did. And it's not getting edited out. (laughs) (laughs) That's how much I want it. (laughs) All right, well, we got... Oh, wait. Oh, I forgot. One more thing. Why don't you take the lead on this, our sponsorship... We are sponsored by the awesome DCBService.com. And what do they do, Jared? Jared they, Hay. well, in the past, when we have promoted them, we've said, oh, you know, at least 40, you know, we, you get your issues 40% off. I was on there yesterday, DCBService.com, where, to get, you know, discount trades, statues, copies, uh, floppies, as some people like to call them, of your comics. And I found stuff on there for 50, 60, and 70% off. So 
they've got some really good deals. They're actually trying to help me out with a personal order that of stuff that they didn't have online, but that I want. So they're going to try and help me out with that. Um, they're just a great comic subscription service. Whether you just want to get a subscription or you just want to order one one offs, or um, you just let them know what you want, and they will hook you up. You contacted them, and yeah, they didn't have what I wanted. And so you were like, "Hey, you don't have what I want." And they're like, "Hey, guess what? We can get it for you." Like, sweet, you're my bestie. I didn't even bestie. <laughs> Twins, I didn't even know that you uh, shopped there. Absolutely, they're our sponsor. They they have great customer service too. It was like hours later, and they they got back to me. It wasn't like you know, days. Well, I know they're our sponsor, and I use them, but I didn't know that you used them. Oh yeah. Huh. What do you know about all that? Well, I, I mean, I'm not gonna like try and hawk a product I don't believe in. Well, look at you, all <laughs> principled and such. I mean, like if Budweiser calls and they want to sponsor, sorry, <laughs> not gonna do it. <laughs> you had to bring alcohol into this. <laughs> well, I knew you would eventually. <laughs> That's just rude. <laughs> Oh, man. So, all right. Tell me, my good sir, I've been dying to hear about filming. How, how'd it go? What was it like? It was so, it was a lot, a lot of fun. I, I can't say everything because there's this whole contract that we had to sign and stuff, which I don't remember signing, but they told me I did. But, yeah, um, but if they can't find the paper, then. Well, I don't feel like testing them. <laughs> they are Marvel. Owned by Disney, so they're kind of like, they're they're a pretty big deal. I I think I've heard of Disney. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was a blast. It was supposed to be a week long shoot. I ended up only being there for Monday and Tuesday, um, but I got to meet some really cool people, um, and we got a new fan out of it. Um, Scotty, he's he's a good guy, and I actually got a phone call today asking me to come back next week. So what? I'm gonna film two more days. And uh, Scotty's like, dude, you can stay at my house. So that was pretty cool. Um, now, is, but, this guy, uh, is this guy trustworthy? I mean, Scotty, no offense. I know you're listening <laughs> to this. But... Yes. Well, he plays a banker in the movie. So bankers are trustworthy, right? Yes. Is this it a... was fun. I mean, there was a lot of downtime of just like sitting. Like literally one day we sat for six to seven hours and did nothing. Was but... it? Oh, go on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. No, it's fine. No, but I mean, it was just kind of the whole vibe, like the whole atmosphere. Like, dude, you're filming the Avengers movie. Whether you're sitting for seven hours in like, a, you know, in a, a cafeteria just waiting or you're filming for, you know, half a minute and then you go back and sit for five more hours. It, it didn't matter. Now, is this your so first awful. is this your first experience filming? Yeah. Yeah. I'd never been in a movie before. Wow. And there, there are a couple of clips on YouTube because um, we were filming in downtown Cleveland. And, you know, there are a couple large buildings there. So people are, like, still working, you know, on the 14th, 15th floors and stuff. And so they videotape stuff. And, and you can there are, like, two or three videos where you can see me faintly in the distance running. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> I hope it makes it. And then there was one time we have to – I had to run run down the sidewalk and then cross in the middle of an intersection and keep running. And I've got a computer bag on, and it's got, you know, my comics and cards and snacks and stuff because 
you know, we're bored for most of the day. And my Uno cards fall out. Oh, no! Scene And, like, right in the crosshairs of, of where the, the two main drags collide, they fall out. The cards go all over the place. I just keep running. I'm like, that's what I would really do is I'd keep running. And, like, the assistant <laughs> director came over, and he helped me pick up my cards. I was like, I'm so sorry. Please don't fire me. And he's like, dude, it's cool. No worries. It's cool. <laughs> You got to meet the director because your Uno cards fell out of your satchel? No, the assistant director. I didn't get to meet Joss, but I did see him a lot. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. Like, nobody else knew who he was, and I was like, that's Joss Whedon over there. Um, I know who he is. (laughs) Nobody else knew who he was. You mean, like, what he looked like? Yeah, well, he he just looked like everybody else on set. He just wore, like, a a baseball tee and a cap and just kind of walked around nonchalantly. And the you know the assistant directors were the ones telling us what to do and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of the big picture guy, so that that was kind of cool. And and people didn't know about some of the characters and things, so I got to fill people in, and and uh, it was kind of cool. It was fun. So not all the not all the extras and actors were fans then. They're, no. Okay. No. So they were just riding the circuit, being like, ah, oh, I'll be in a movie. Sweet. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. They're trying to take. Uh, they're trying to turn Cleveland into a major movie destination, uh, because so many buildings are are just empty, and so the the land is is cheap. So Hollywood's come in and they've tried to purchase up some some acreage and stuff to try and make it a a, a place where they can film more movies, which is really cool. That is. That yeah. is really cool. And we got to see Chris Evans. He was oh, on set oh. for like ten minutes when we were there. Um, in costume, he was, and we we saw his stunt double. He was there. Okay, let me ask you this: Can uh, if you can't answer, don't answer. Was he wearing the costume from Thor, or was? Oh no, wait, no, no. Oh, it was Chris Evans, the Captain America. Yeah. Oh my bad. Was it the yeah. same costume or no? Um, you can see pictures online. They they kind of updated it a little bit from Captain America. Okay, gotcha. But then uh, there are there are clips on YouTube of where we were filming on days that I was not there, where you see Loki and you see Thor. Oh, so, I th- I think those just came out, right? Yeah. yeah. So the I'm not really spoiling anything with that because that's that's free range. But it was cool. It was fun. I'm really really jacked about going up next week. I can't wait. That's awesome, man. And you're doing. I mean. They they liked you that much that they called you back. Is that how it works, or you know, I'm not really sure what happened. Uh, I I don't know if we're refilming those same scenes or or what because uh, a lot of the extras I talked to. There's probably like ten or so of us um, that I've kept in contact, and they're all like, "We got called, we got called, we got called." So I don't know if they're refilming these scenes or we didn't run good enough or they're like, dude, this guy dropped his Uno cards. Everybody has to come back and, and refilm. Because know. of you, you cost the movie studio. Wait, there's no chance that the Uno cards are going to make it into the movie? You know, I don't think so unless Uno advertises, you know? Uh... Because we got to see all the companies that were advertising because they're placed in some of the scenes that we were in. They're like, <sighs> oh, oh, that's cool. But you one have... lady fell and broke her leg. <laughs> What? We were all running, and she fell and broke her hip. <laughs> Holy cow. How old was this lady? Uh, she's probably around 50. Jeez. She was young. She wasn't old at all, but some guy ran. Because, I mean, when you've got 350 people running, people are going to run into each other. And we're all running different ways. Yeah. And this guy collided with her, and she went down. And she's laying there like with her hip broken, and they're like, 
everybody get back in place. We're filming it again. And we filmed the scene over again with her just laying in the middle of the road. Are you serious? <laughs> like, ah, oh, that medical personnel is not going to get here any faster with you watching. <laughs> exactly. Film Jeez. around. Her. Don't run near her. <laughs> we'll just we'll just airbrush her out. Oh, that's funny. Photoshop. shop. <laughs> the poor lady. They fed us really well too. That was cool. That that is cool. Was it yeah. financially worth it? Oh yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was fun. I just got my checks uh, two days ago. Man, oh man. I check for every day. It was kind of. I was like, dude, I would pay to be in this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to pay me. I promise. It's crazy. <laughs> I'll take your money. <laughs> Man, oh man. It was fun. But what about you, man? What have you been up to? Oh, mass craziness. I don't even know. When's the last time we talked? The last podcast, I think. I think we texted a little bit back and forth. But Oh, dude, did I tell you I met the podfather? Did I tell you that? Right? <laughs> the podfather. What is that? Did I? Did I tell you this? No. Uh-uh. Oh, man. Okay. I met the person who created podcasting. <laughs> I had lunch with him. Really? Yes, really. I'm not joking. Well, tell me about this. Okay, his name is Adam Curry, and he was a VJ for MTV. Dude, you met Adam Curry? Yes. I, I have know a... who he is. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, hey, there's a picture on Facebook, or I'll I'll post it up. But um, there's well, a. Pic... I know who he is. <laughs> you do? Okay, okay, all right. Not well, for podcasting, but for MTV. Yes. So I had lunch with him. And a few other people and his uh, fiance Mickey. So down in New Orleans. How did that come about? Um, he he does a podcast and um, he's traveling the country, doing the podcast and meeting the fans. And so um, they said we're going through New Orleans. If anybody wants to do a meetup, so I contacted his fiance and they said, hey, yeah, let's do it. I'll make the reservations. I made the reservations at uh, at a restaurant. And there were like 10 of us that went down there. And I mean, I didn't know anybody. So I went down there and uh, it was cool. It was fantastic. That's sweet. I got them all. I got both of them, um, you know, monogrammed uh, Bibles. Really? Yeah. And they How were. How did they respond? They were extremely gracious. Um, they were grateful. They were gracious. Um, and he, you know, I, I don't know if they cared or anything, but they, you know, they acted like it and that goes a long way. You know, if somebody's giving you a gift, even if you don't like it or you're never going to use it. And I figured that's the only time I'm going to get a chance to, to witness to these people. So, you know, Dude, that's sweet. Not only that, listen to this. Okay. He talked to me. He talked about me on his podcast for two minutes. Whoa! And his podcast like has a hundred thousand listeners. Dude, I know. What, what did he say? Good stuff. Uh, yeah. He he said I was extremely good looking, which was odd, but yes. Oh, really? He did say that. I can put a clip in if you want. Yeah, I think you should definitely do that. Okay, it's yeah. Okay, I'll do that. It's a little weird. And look, all, all those people, I I can't remember which listeners don't like talking about god on this podcast he mentions about the bibles so uh <gasps> bear with us, bear with us on that andy kirby now, this is a very interesting guy you look at his pictures on he, so he gave a hundred dollar gas card highly appreciate it andy thank you so much uh if you look on uh, on the facebook page 
you'll see that he looks like Brad Pitt. In fact, he walked in. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Brad Pitt. He's coming to the meetup. Really? Seriously. Yeah, the guy's he's a good-looking guy. And uh, oh, we, should go, we should get him out to L.A. and then we can get reservations with Brad Pitt and we just go all these yeah, we'll just we'll just go around and say, hey, we got Brad Pitt here. We need... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so um, he also gave at the end of the of the meetup a uh, customized leather bound Bible. I have one with my name on it. Mickey has one with her name on it. Mine is uh, black and gray, and she has one that is hot pink. And uh, he has a nice little uh, note that he put in here. It's very sweet. And he says, and he and he says, start on page nine hundred and sixty five. So I go to, and it's a code, John. It's a code. Let me explain this code. Page 965 is the beginning of the book of John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. I think this is code, and that he's telling me that you, John, are John, and that you bring the light. <laughs> yeah. No, now I've gotten to reading the Bible on the show. Well, it's, you should have saved it for Sunday. I like it. But um, anyway, it's uh, it was fantastic. Uh, it, it was really quite an experience, and it was there was a little bit of starstruck, you know, and um, I didn't I didn't really know what to say. I didn't really want to bug him because a lot of people were there. And those are the people who are like, ha ha, I listen to your podcast. Here, <laughs> let me, you know, let me throw out something you say all the time to let you know that I really listen. You know, <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm not talking about our fans. I'm not talking about because our fans don't really do that. But like, Mm-mm. when you get a hundred thousand listeners, there's going to be those people out there who's like, look at me, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So there were people there like that, and. um Anyway, you know, I tried to keep a low key, and he came over, dude. He came over and sat across from me, and he engaged me in conversation. Like I didn't force anything. He asked about my family. He wanted to see pictures. Um, he oh. asked me questions about what I did and how I heard about the show. And man, he was he was great, you know. So he was a really nice guy. But he is so tall. It's amazing. Yeah. He's like seven he foot tall. He's not. He, he's like six seven or something like that. Did he talk about MTV or anything? Um, he's talked about it on the show a lot, so um, I kind of knew that, and I didn't, I didn't ask him too much about that. So yeah. I kind of just sat and watched and and figured, you know, watched everybody. Wow. One guy tried to practice his Dutch with him because he lived in Holland for a long time or the Netherlands for a while. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, like the Swedish chef, man." And Adam Curry was—he was very gracious, and he tried to talk back to him. And he was like, "Oh, yeah, so you know Dutch, you know." And that's—that's that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, why are you gonna go up to somebody and be like, "I'm gonna speak the same language as you"? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but that's—that's that's the big news. Um, that's trying, sweet. we're trying to sell our house. Uh, it's, it's not going to happen unless there's another hurricane, so keep my fingers crossed on that one. Wait, wait, why are you trying to sell your house? There's a there's a foreclosure home that we want out in the country, and um, it's for a very good price, but since I can't afford two mortgages, um, i got to wait until my house sells. But see, like, if that house goes off the market, then we're not going to sell our house. Like, I want that house. I don't want any house. 
And why does a hurricane have to hit? Because that'll make the land prices go up and people will try to leave New Orleans and move to the North Shore again, which happened in 2005 with Katrina. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. Prices went through the roof. People were buying houses in cash. That's awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was it was strange. It was a strange time living here. Anyway, enough about that. Oh, dude, did you hear me get torn up on Hideous Energy? No. Yes, you did. You the our our sister podcast. It's not. Oh, really. the clip that you sent me. Yeah, they they uh, they tore me up. They said I was the most evil individual they'd ever heard to the core, and I choked ducks. I killed. And why ducks. would? And why did they say that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We we you and I supplied them questions. For their interview with Tom Brevoort. Oh, crap, I forgot to send you some. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it's a pretty good interview if you want to go listen to them at hitthisenergy.blogspot.com. But, um, so plug for you guys. Uh, but anyway, dude, they tore me up. They were like, and thanks out to Andy Kirby and his uh, podcast with Jared uh, Marvel 616 Politics. You know what? No, no, no thanks. And you, you know what? They're... They're mean people, and you know, and they just went off like that, and they ended up. Yeah, at the end of it, I was killing ducks, like wringing their necks and stuff. Did you did you like not send in good questions? I think they were just fooling around. Tough to say. They could have been high. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should talk smack about them. I, I tried. They're just too perfect. I don't know these people. Wait, no, you weren't you on a podcast with them? With the uh... is that I thought we were on a comic book podcast. Yeah, but. Weren't they on at the same time? Sometimes they do that too. Mm, well, I think I met Scott. Scott, he's yeah. a good guy, but he's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not a good guy. No, he no, he no, no. Oh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not talking smack about it anyway. He's a good guy. I'm talking about. No, he wasn't. He's not on Hideous Energy. Oh no, I think when when we did when I when we crossed over, <laughs> I did Scott and um I think Zach. Okay. Yes. No, and I don't know the other two people. Uh, Jordan, maybe, and I don't know. Whatever. Our listeners probably know who it was. They listen to all those podcasts, I'm sure. Well, as long as they listen to ours. Well, <laughs> ours gives them all the Marvel news. I mean, the other ones, they don't yep. talk about Marvel all that much. Let's be honest. I know. It was hard to get a word in. I was like, I, did, I, mean, I, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> like ah, I'm sorry guys, I gotta take off. I was gonna talk about X Men Legacy, but no more. <laughs> All right, well you want you want to hit some current events? We got a lot going on to catch up on. Let's head off. Current events. I'm gonna make fun of you so much. Let's head off. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Don't forget, I'm recording this too, and I can edit audio. Oh no, no! Are you really? That's yeah. wise. that's wise of you. That's... You told me to. No, I forgot. I forget each time that yes, I did tell you to do that. So anyway, um, all right. You didn't get to some of these issues. I did not get Punisher and Ghost Rider. Okay. Okay. 
right on. All right, well, we were going to do 10 issues tonight and just talk about them. We have a – did you scale them? Did you rate them? No, I didn't read them, so I didn't. No, no the other ones, the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got a good meh. Uh, that's our scale. Good meh. Uh. One more time. <laughs> good meh. Uh. All right. All right, now you. Good meh. Uh. <laughs> what? What are, <laughs> what are you, learning Spanish? What is this? <laughs> I was trying to speak Dutch. <laughs> okay, how many... <laughs> How many? Um, okay, let me take out. Let me take out Punisher and Ghost Rider. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about them, you can. I think they're probably going to suck anyway, so that's why I didn't read them. Wow. <laughs> well, I was running out of time actually. Is why you I think? Didn't read them. You think? Oh, but it ended up you had plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I was late. I apologize. Um, so I had. How many goods did you have? Two. Okay. How many? Mess? Did you have four? And how many? Ugh, did you two? Have? Okay, all right. I had. Um, let me take out these other ones, and then we can talk about them later. Let me write it down. Goodness gracious. Okay, I had four, three, and one. So four goods, three meh, and one. Ugh. <laughs> oh, now it changed. I heard an R and a G in there. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I'm like, why am I reading this? I'll kill myself. <laughs> All right, let me let me let me start out with your. Uh, uh. Now, how many us did you have? I had two. Okay, list them all again. You had four myth. You're two uh, uncanny. No, no, no. X Men 15.1. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, and that one's your uh two, isn't it? Uh, no. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Are you kidding? That was like I'm crap. Not, I'm not kidding. Okay, oh, and then your God. other one was Secret Avengers 15? No. Okay. Daredevil? No. What? This, oh, what? That one was yours then? No, no. Um, Fear Itself? No. Oh, I guess we should list them. Fear Itself, number five. <laughs> Secret Avengers, 15. Amazing Spider-Man, 666. Daredevil, number one. X-Men, Schism, number two. And number three, X-Men, 15.1. And Uncanny X-Men, 542. Uh, I'll go with Uncanny X-Men. No. Just tell me. <laughs> You're the one that wanted to guess. Just tell me. X-Men, Schism, number three. X-Men, Schism, number three? Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So was your uh amazing Spider-Man? Nope. Fear itself? Yes. Okay. And yeah, it was Fear itself. Yeah, you only had one. Yep. I forgot. Ghost Rider number one was definitely an uh, but Fear Itself number five. Ugh. All right. Yeah, dude, I saw a chick ghost rider. I was like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Alright, let's talk about uh X-Men fifteen point one first. Sure. Yes, and actually, I had this as a good. You gotta be kidding me. No, I I'm not kidding you. I had it as a good. Wh- why? You tell me what you didn't like first. What I liked not one single thing about the whole issue. The art sucked. The story was lame. Ghost Rider showing up was stupid. It, the whole thing was pointless. It has no effect on anything ever. I can absolutely guarantee you. 
if we never read this story, no one would ever even care. This was just a throwaway to make three ninety nine. I don't think it was a throwaway at all. Like, what is a throwaway? What are you talking about? What does that mean? It's like, uh, let's just do a story that it will no, never affect here nor there, past nor future, or now. We'll just do a story and people buy it because it has X-Men on it. Yeah, but... Okay. I, it has like, nothing to do with anything. Right, but that was kind of the appeal. It was like a one-shot story. You don't see those very often. And then it was the X-Men, but it was all the X-Men. It had some new mutants in there. It had some people from Legacy. It had some, um, I think, young X-Men people in it, right? From mm-hmm. Pixie. Right, yeah. I mean... My favorite. <laughs> you were a favorite of mine. <laughs> But it had all these people, and I didn't really like the subject matter about the the demons and everything else, but I thought the art was okay. I thought it was pretty good. And then I thought the sequentials were good, and the story, it was kind of just like, okay, well, the whole team's together, we're doing this thing, they're all united, and we can do a one-off story and kind of get back on track. And I don't think it should have been a point one issue. But, you would have even you would have given that a, a as part of a mainstream. Well, what I mean is, I would like to see more one-off issues in current continuity. Like, give me a five-issue story arc, and then one issue of its own story. People can't tell stories anymore in twenty-two pages. All right, I just picked up the issue. I was wrong. The art really isn't that bad. I apologize for that. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, you know, and I, I'm not a huge fan of Gishler, but I, I thought it accomplished it had a purpose, I thought. What? Well the purpose was to just show the, the solidarity of the different teams and sticking together and uh telling a story that that doesn't necessarily have to involve Wolverine. Uh it's just it. Where does this even fit? Like, when did the X Men even have time to do this? See, now so you're being a stickler on. for continuity. Well, I'm just okay. You know, Storm's never in anything. Well, let's throw her to an uh, Indian reservation. Oh, let's bring Gambit over from Legacy. And since we have to have a, a young, you know, hip Jubilee-like character in every issue, bring in Pixie and of course Cyclops, because you can't have a Marvel book without Cyclops in it. He's the new Wolverine. And then Moonstar is, which is like just a worthless character. Uh, just I hate this issue. And then as soon as I flip to the last page, I'm like, that's it? It's over? Not happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was interesting. I haven't liked where the X Men have been going for, you know, a Years. while. Yeah. Yeah, and so I thought this was, you know, uh, a good superhero book. You know, I didn't like the spiritual aspect. You know, they could have been fighting somebody else, but it was all right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's talk about um, Schism number two while we're on this X Men kick, okay. and then uh, we'll talk about Schism number three and find out why you hated it so much. All right, okay. what'd you give? What'd you give uh, Schism number two? I gave it a meh. 
Yeah, I gave it a meh too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what'd you think? I gave it a meh. I just told you. No, I meant <laughs> anything else. Oh, uh, I mean, it was just kind of like it progressed the story a little bit. It, I mean, it's schism is just kind of letting me down altogether. Kind of like fear itself. They're just kind of like, eh, you know, they're just they're they're talked about so highly, you know, by the writers and and Marvel. They're just hyping them up, and then they come out and you're and you just have that meh feeling, you know. I mean, the the gist of the issue is, you know, the Sentinels malfunctioned. Quentin Queer shows, Choir shows up. Quentin Queer. <laughs> Oops. And uh, they open up a, a mutant museum. Well, big whoopity do. You know? It, it's just kind of, eh. I thought the art was okay. I thought, I thought the art was pretty good. I thought the coloring was excellent. Yeah, except for Cyclops. I, I thought the art was decent. You didn't like how Cyclops looked? Cyclops looked like he weighed 130 pounds. He's like anorexic yeah and the story it didn't really make much sense and it didn't i don't know if it's going that way and then there's all of a sudden space aliens and then there's more uh very bright smart kids and i didn't like the Ahmadinejad stuff i now i kind of like that stuff <laughs> well like when the ladies came and shadow cat was like oh and by the way you know we're ladies and i'm jewish <laughs> <laughs> do you That's like funny. that <laughs> I thought it was forced. But no, this one page where Shadowcat and Rogar, that is some good art, man. You can actually see you know, like when when you think of Rogue in your in your mind, you don't see what she looks like. I can't pick her out of a lineup. I know where her costume looks like, I know where her hair, you know, she's got that streak, but I have no idea what her face looks like except for the nineteen nineties cartoon, you know? Yeah, which is like the defining rogue. Right, but that's not who she is now. And actually, the same thing with Kitty Pride. And so now, looking at this art, I can actually see Kitty Pride and say, oh, she looks like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I thought that was good. Yeah, Frank Cho's a pretty, I mean, he's a pretty decent artist. Yeah, I didn't know. He's a lot like Dodson, but cleaner. Yeah, I got that vibe. But you can't stand Dodson. Yeah, because he's it's so jumbled, I feel. So like Cho is it's just a lot cleaner. And you know, Cyclops just looks like he's a forty year old skinny anorexic dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the aliens, you're right, the aliens, it was kinda like, What is this? <laughs> yeah, but they were they were drawn really well. Yeah, they were very it but they looked like Disney. They <laughs> they look like some kind of Disney creature. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I thought it was pretty gross when the alien's sitting there looking and he has no legs. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty disgusting. I was like, holy cow. And then actually also I didn't like the lightsaber thing. Yeah, it was a little cheesy. I was like, can't you come up with your own thing? What's going on here? Okay, all right. Well, now Schism 3. Yeah, why don't you talk about that? Well, you gave it a ugh. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um... Schism 3, I give it a, it was just, it was a boring, snoring story. It, it progressed the story, like, zilch, very, very little. The, the new little kid, Hellfire Club, captures the five X-Men at the museum, and they set off a magnetic bomb that forms a giant sentinel. 
Ooh, like I was just so bored. The art was awful, awful. And I hate how each issue is a different artist because it it just totally rips the story apart. It doesn't. There's no flow to anything. Everybody looks different in every issue. This one was just awful. It is just draining how awful this issue was. Yeah, I have to say you're you're right about the art. I, I mean, I like this art, but how it's different for every issue. Yeah, I'm not too crazy about that. I'm not too crazy about that. But I have to say I like this. I like this story because even though not a whole lot happened, it really emphasized the the separation between Wolverine and Cyclops and what actually is going to happen because so far the title means nothing. You know, we're on issue three and schism hasn't happened yet. You know, this is, this is basically prelude to schism part two. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, so, so when this happened, when, um, actually Magneto looks like a total idiot in his costume. Oh yeah. With his, his diaper is like up to his chest. Yes, absolutely. Um, but when, when you get that difference between, okay, Wolverine saying, I don't understand how you can make her have that choice. You know what I mean? Like you, you made her, you said it was up to her and then she chose to murder people. You know, I, I thought, you know, at least we're seeing the difference between these two individuals now. But doesn't it seem forced, though? Because they're fighting in issue one, fighting issue two, fighting in issue three. We get it. There's going to be a split between Cyclops and Wolverine. Like, it's just like they're shoving it down our throats. Yeah, but this this issue was the was the reason, like, a clear reason why. But they're fighting at the beginning in issue two. Yeah, about, but they like, always fire. fight. But it's not like this. We're like, we get it. We know there's going to be a split. Yeah, but if you see them only fighting in one issue, and then you say, oh, it really wasn't that bad. I don't even know why they split. Well, yeah, if you've never heard of the X-Men before, and your first issue you ever pick up is X-Men Schism 3, well, you know, you're an idiot, but, you know, <laughs> nobody does that. I suppose not. Nobody that listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's just what I'm saying. Like, X-Men Schism is not designed... X-Men Schism, the miniseries, is not designed as a jumping-on point for X-Men people that want to start reading x-men because it wouldn't make any sense to them so basically what you're saying is the past history of wolverine and and cyclops fighting should be enough to get the point that we just see it becomes visible in these issues and we don't have to see it overtly fighting in every issue we don't need to see it overtly that's the key okay all right well what did you think about the generation hope characters uh being caught in the middle I don't like them. Kill them all. Well, they should have been inside when the bomb went off. <laughs> right, right. You don't like them, but using them to, to you know, using Wolverine's relationship with them to emphasize the differences in ideology. What did you think about that? We've Between... been there, done that. We we've seen this before. We I mean, with X twenty three, we've seen this. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, when you mean when Wolverine let her go and said you have to make your own decisions? I mean, there's been that, you know, she's been pulled in so many different directions about where she should go. And this is just, this is the same thing. We saw it with Hope, you know, between Cable and Cyclops, then Wolverine comes in. It's, it's done. We got it. There's a divide. I got it. Thanks. 
All right, so what do you say? What's going to happen with the last two issues? Uh, nothing will happen in the next issue again. <laughs> and then the fifth issue, they'll cram it all down. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you think that this miniseries is just getting ready. It's just setting the stage. It's not... It's not a real story. It's just setting the stage for where they want to take the X-Men in the next couple of years. I think so. Do you? I, I, I feel the same way about Fear Itself, you know? But I, I feel more so about this because, you know, the, the Hellfire Club's ramping up and they obviously can't beat – they can't beat – well, I mean, I guess they could, but they're not going to stomp these guys out in the next two issues. Um yeah, this pre- this event is more like okay, this is what we're going to emphasize for the next two issues and this is just a way to get there instead of a story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I kind of get the feeling with with uh X-Force when like Messiah Complex, I feel like that wasn't doing the same thing. Wasn't that like a beginning, middle and end? Messiah Complex? I mean, it's sure, it was setting the stage for the next three years of X-Men continuity, but didn't it actually tell a story? Yeah, yeah, there was so much character development and, and stuff happening, whereas these issues are basically just pan-outs of different X-Men characters fighting Sentinels while nothing really happens. Well, I gave this a... What did I give it? I gave it a good because I, I liked how there was a reason for their divide. There was a philosophical and ideological reason for their divide, and it was um, how to raise the younger members of the X-Men, whether they raise them as soldier survivalists or as people caught in a bad situation and have to cope and do the best they can. Well, and I think you've probably changed your mind since you've talked with me. No, I said good. I no, I think you're. I think you want to change it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a ma. Uh, eh. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? You talk about. Oh well, let's just. You want to just close out with uncanny? Um. Yeah. yeah just yeah. wrap up the X Men in a nice bow. Let's do it while we're here. All right. Talk to me about uncanny five forty two. Okay, I gave it a good. And and what did you give it? I gave it a meh. Okay, all right, I can see that it was borderline. But I think out of all the fear itself tie-ins that that um, Uncanny has so far, this was probably the best one. Um, I like how they incorporated Avalanche, and he was like, "Look, I'm not part of the X-Men, but I'll do this." And then again, this one this one picture, um, this one panel where <laughs> Juggernaut is walking on air across the chasm. Yeah, is pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So I, I like that. I thought it was funny. Um, it's It sets some stuff up, but yeah, it still happens. It was kind of weird that out of the blue, uh, the mayor was going to go and attack them. Like, she's been such a strong proponent. All of a sudden, they're like, hey, there would never be a better time. And so she's like, yeah, let's take them out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, that didn't make any sense. Like, what, what in the world? Um. I like how they have Ileana and how they're using her in the story and it kind of takes a darker turn. And I like how they say, you know what? Or Kieran Gillen, I think, said, um, 
this is what we're going to do. Yeah, it's a Norse god thing, but it's Juggernaut. So we're going to go talk to his god, and we're going to go see, you know, kind of persuade. I don't know. This whole thing, I, I know I'm not making any sense, but... You are. This, I got gotcha. This whole thing was kind of like, you know those issues where you're like, I don't understand. Why didn't they just do such and such? Well, this issue showed you. Okay, we tried such and such, didn't work. We tried such and such, didn't work. So it makes it seem like, okay, they didn't go to the total extreme before they tried anything else. You know? What? What now? Okay, it says plan one, plan ten, plan twenty-seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it shows that they tried things that failed before they were like, well. The chasm didn't stop Juggernaut, so obviously we're going to talk to this satanic god of his. Like, <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I really like how the thought progression of, okay, well, here's where we are. We have to do this. Um, I liked how Ileana just got super duper serious, and she was like, this is how it's going to be. Um I don't know. Her character to me is a mystery. Like I haven't read the first I ever read of her was in that limited series by Sobolski. Um, oh, what was it called? Ex Infernus. Yes. Which I was not too happy. I didn't like yeah. it. I didn't know what was going on. I think she was in the new X Men for a while, right? With the new class. Yeah. Okay, and that's Kyle and Yost. I'm gonna go back and read that. But um. You know, she was kind of a mystery to me, but when she came back to New Mutants and everybody was pretty scared of her and they didn't know what to do, and then she ended up, like, sacrificing the entire team or taking a chance to sacrifice the entire team just to get what she wanted, and that's why she's in this cell. Yeah. I was like, man, this this character's intense, you know? She's <laughs> unpredictable, she's super powerful, and she's bluntly honest. And yet, even though she's honest... You have no idea what's going on with her. And I don't know. That, I mean, that's pretty impressive. She had this plan, and it turns out that um, Colossus is now the new juggernaut, which we knew would happen from the, the teaser pages, but, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that. I, I was not looking forward to it, but I kind of like how it happened. I thought that was sweet. I think it... Shadow Cat crying out, you know. Like they they just got back together, you know. She's brought back, and now he's gone again. And that last image, he's just like too late. <laughs> now, do you think? Oh, also, I liked how they keep saying unstoppable through this whole thing. And I know that's supposed to be for Juggernaut. That's not supposed to be for Colossus. But I kind of look at it as a throwback to when Joss, Joss Whedon was uh, doing Astonishing, and he had that final story arc called Unstoppable, and you know. Um, Colossus was back for that. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought the the issue was pretty good. Um, I, it's really hard for me to give give it a good though because I just I can't stand Greg Land. I yeah. Take it. It's like everybody's posed, and if you just open up a magazine and you can see where he got all these these people's faces and expressions and stuff. But I really yeah. did like how they used these characters like avalanche and extreme and to just to to kind of pull them out of the woodwork to try and defeat juggernaut i thought that was pretty cool and how they use their powers like in creative ways with gambit charging up rock slide and i thought that was sweet yeah yeah that's what i mean i thought that was good now but but as much as 
and as intricate as and and well thought out as all that was, it kind of threw me for a loop when the mayor of San Francisco was like, you know what, you're right, let's go take him out. Yeah, like that doesn't. Yeah, Juggernaut is on the loose, unstoppable demon Norse god presence, but uh, let's go take out Utopia. Yeah, what that doesn't make sense. Hopefully, we'll see that. Especially with the wrapping this whole series up, don't. Don't make it more convoluted. You know, let's put it together in a nice bow. Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of it's going to carry over to to Uncanny number one. Well, then they shouldn't even restart it. Well, then you're probably... That's a good point. That's Don't a good point. get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> All right, what's what's next? Um. Well, you're the Spider-Man guy. Why don't you talk about... Spidey 666. All right. Well, first of all, 666, we all know that this issue should be addressing the deal that Parker made with Mephisto. We all know that. Yes. And yet, that doesn't happen in this issue. And because of that, and a couple other reasons, (laughs) (laughs) I gave it a meh. What did you give it? I gave it a good. You gave it a good? Really? I did. I liked it. Wow. Dude, I cannot get in <laughs> to slot Spider-Man. I can't. I have tried. I have read every one. I cannot get into it. Now, Caselli's art is <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. I I am digging the art. This is probably some of my favorite art in the current 616. Because actually, Secret Secret Warriors just ended, so that was that was in my top. But um, yeah, this this art is fantastic. So um, I love the I love Spider Man's mask. It's a little bit different. The eyes are a little smaller. Um, but it's just so weird how everything's going well for him, and then all of a sudden, everybody's got spider powers, and he can do all these neat tricks with his, you know, his. Um, unstable molecule suit and you know he's super smart and everything and then all of a sudden oh one thing I did like though I, I'm digging Nora and um, Phil Urich mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed that interaction with Peter and then all of a sudden they're just like oh not today I got spider powers uh, and it was just ridiculous after that after we see this guy get beat up with spider powers, the jackal looks cool. I like how he's a little bit furry. He looks kind of like a, a, an intelligent vermin. But then we get like, I think it, I think Slot's trying too hard to bring in the entire Marvel universe to this thing, and it's pretty expansive. Like he brought in the Fantastic or the Future Foundation, the Avengers, the you know Madam Web, Shang Chi, Shang Chi. And then uh, he's got Venom in there, which is cool. I mean, but it's just – it's trying to be way too big, and it's not letting it flow. But this this nifty little spider guy next to him, I mean, we don't know who that is, right? What little spider guy? This uh, this giant spider guy next to um, – next to Oh, him. I thought it was a mutated cane. No, there's two of them. The one that he starts out with. That the jackal starts out with? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a mutated cane. No, you know who that is? No. 
That is Ben Riley, my friend. Oh. I am making the declaration right now. That is Ben Riley. Why? Look, he's got the hood on, <laughs> and the jackal's the one that created Ben Riley, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mark it down. That's Ben Riley. I don't know how, and I don't think I like that. I, I'm all for Ben Riley coming back, but I am not all for Ben Riley coming back as a mutated spider giant thing that gets demutated by the end of it. Oh, oh, you're not. No, I think that cheapens the character. I mean, he 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 wasn't that, you know, like oh, for a little while it was a giant thing used for you. E- I I don't know. You're okay with that? I've never been a big Ben Riley fan. I don't really care. Yeah, but like then he does the exact same thing to Kane to make him super giant spider thing again, and now it's Kane and Ben Riley the same thing and I don't know. They bring back like the way Kane died in that the Grim Hunt story was fantastic, right? Wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it, it was like... pretty good. That was a brand new day story that really worked, and. So now, like, they're bringing him back this early, and it kind of cheapens that whole story, I think. Well, I think Bradley will be excited. He's just been talking about Ben Riley on the page. Don't... I don't, I don't yes. know if he cares. <laughs> no, he... <laughs> Bradley is... He's got a disease. He's caught the virus. So <laughs> he's... <laughs> that's all he can post. So, yeah, that prediction's going out to Bradley on the Facebook page. Uh, Facebook.com slash Marvel 616 Politics. Help us get to 900. Come on. We're at 897. We're at 896 right now. No, we're at 97. What? Let me refresh. I'm on the page. Oh, yeah. Hey, we are. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about that? <laughs> but, you know, it's like... I, I don't know. I, I don't want him to come back this way. I want him to come back and mean something instead of... Oh, yeah, I used to be a mutated spider. Didn't know what was going on. Uh, so moving on, that's that's about it. I think it's interesting how the cover, um, each one gets a new leg. Like, this is the prelude, even though we've had... Look, we had Road to Spider Island, and then we had Spider Island Prelude, and then we're going to have Spider Island? I mean, come on. What's the deal? Well, I didn't read any of those. I just read this one. <laughs> Oh, so you haven't you haven't been keeping up with Spider-Man? Mm, no. You have, I know. You I'm bad. You really think that hard about it? No, I just no. It was kind of uh, like hesitant. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I did just pick up the whole all the gauntlet, uh, Spider-Man gauntlets and trade paperback though, and I really enjoyed those. That's all right. Depending on the artist, it's okay. Yeah, the art can make or break it, but the story-wise, it was pretty good. Oh, Bacalo, man. Or Bacalo. What is it? Pacheco? No, no, no. Not Pacheco. Bacalo? Bacalo, Pacheco. Tim- oh, Chris. Yeah. Man, yeah. He, he, does the, he does the lizard story arc. It's pretty good. That and was, actually, the, I didn't like that one. <laughs> the, the rhino arc is good, too. Is, and Electro, also. I like the Juggernaut one. The Juggernaut? Until Captain, Captain Universe came around. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, all in all, I'm looking forward to seeing how this pans out. I don't like everybody having superpowers because it brings everybody, 
you know, it creates the new norm and it kind of cheapens all the superpowers. So I don't, I don't really like that. But well, did you like the poker sequence? Yes, I thought that was cool. I did. I did like that. I'm a huge fan of the new Avengers, so um, I really did enjoy that. I'm not a huge fan of Shang Chi though, so. Well, I, I figured, you know, four pages. It, I see. I liked all the guest appearances because it 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 made sense because he is on two different teams and he's in the heart of New York. It would make sense that you know we see interactions between the two teams and other superheroes that are in New York. So I didn't feel like the guest stars were forced or anything. To me, it made sense. Yeah, I can see that. Like I do like that he's man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I I do like that he's beefing up his um his uh hand to hand fighting skills. Yeah, and Shang Chi's perfect for that. Yes, you're right. That made sense. And then it, it just it doesn't make sense if Spider Man has this solo title and you never see these two teams that he's on. You only see them in those books. So so I I appreciated just that you know that quick you know those quick pages with the thing and and um you know sending the kids out of the the building all that stuff that's one thing i never get though like if you're if you're in trouble can't you just call your team like why even fight by yourself yeah there's a breakdown (laughs) so i mean i guess they're off doing their own thing and the whole premise is when one hero can't do it then the whole team comes but anyway really if the avengers were fighting you know some of these lamos that Spider-Man has, it would just be total devastation. You know, he doesn't need a team of eight people to take on Dr. Octopus. No, that's true. That's true. Um, what do you think about him not having his spider sense? See, that was new to me because I had not been following Spider-Man. So yeah. I got to go back and read that issue. Um, it's, it's basically he, um, you know what? I forget how he loses his spider sense, but he does something to himself, a sonic, Something to block out the Hobgoblin's ability um, to create sonic waves or something. And it knocks out his spider sense. And it's really affected him a lot. Like, Yeah, he almost got hit by a bus. <laughs> right, I know, but he's been shot and uh, all this other stuff. So it's kind of like, wait a minute, he's way more susceptible, which in one respect you kind of like it because it makes him more dangerous, but then he can't do a whole lot, and it, it makes it seem impossible for him to do what he can do, like swing from place to place. Because I always thought his spider sense kind of guided where his webbing shot. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, well, how does he do that now? He just practiced up? or, I mean, that seems very, very difficult to do. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. Anyway. Alright, we done with this one? Yeah. It should be interesting how that whole pans out. Alright, um which one's next? Let's do Daredevil. Okay, you do Daredevil. Daredevil number one. He fights Spot. He kisses the bride. And then he has a court case, but everybody knows he's Daredevil, so it doesn't work out for him. And then Captain America throws a shield at him. The end. <laughs> Did you read the backup story? No. The backup story was actually better than the main story. Yeah, I gave it a meh. Uh, oh. I thought it was decent because if I didn't know much about 
you know, Shadowland and, and Black Panther is now the Daredevil. Like, if I didn't know much and I just wanted to, oh, Daredevil number one, this is a good place for me to start. It was a good place to, to start. It, it filled you in with just enough of what you need to know. Um, I figured you would like it because Spot was in it and you really like him. Hey, wow, thanks for remembering. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was kind of out of character that he just grabbed the bride and gave her a kiss. That was kind of weird. I thought it was really out of character. <laughs> it's like, like who is this? Seriously. Like, it was a cool picture because he's holding up the veil with the staff and everything. But I did not understand why that was in there at all. But, you know, even the cover to this, like, it's a strange cover because he's, he's covering his face. Yeah, like but he's that. covering his eyes because he's blind. Well, it's not a good cover. I don't like it. So, <laughs> maybe he's a scroll. <laughs> so, but uh, overall, I, I think it was a good starting point. But the art kind of pushed me off because it it looked like it was drawn for a children's book. Yes, but wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to the cover. You do oh. realize that the cover is made up of all the sounds that he hears, and that's how he sees what's going on, right? No. Okay. Are you looking at the cover? Let me get it real quick. Okay. I see newspapers. No, no, no. No. Look at the birds in the lower right-hand corner. They say flap, flap, flap. And then when you get to the head, they say coo, coo, coo. That's pigeons. What do they say? I'll kill you. <laughs> and then, like, um, the gutters and then the, the – not the smokestack, but the vent, I guess, on the ceiling they or the roof they's about to jump to. Whoosh. And then, you know, you get all these screech and hiss and all the cars and everything on the road. And then you can see the smokestack in the upper left-hand corner. Okay, I see it now. Yeah, and so I thought it was a great cover because this is how he sees, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, he's covering his eyes with his baton or whatever that is. But anyway, whatevs. The rest of it, I did not like the art. Um, I I did actually really like the spot sequence because I thought I always thought to myself, man, he'd be super hard to fight. I like how Daredevil's finger went through his arm when he grabbed yes. him, and then um, I thought it was weird when he got sucked in. I got scared. Oh, you got scared? <laughs> Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> I got nervous for the character, but oh. then it was like, oh, he, you know, it was easy for him to beat him. And then actually, the the part on the uh, on the recap page where the baton is sticking out of his ear and the eye and stuff that was kind of cool. Yeah. But the rest of it was dumb. <laughs> and we we, it's like they totally left all the characters. You know, we don't. You don't hear about his wife or his, his love affair or anything. And they introduce this girl. And then all of a sudden Captain America comes up. But hey, the backup story. Let's just go to the last page of the backup story. Because it kind of explains what's going on here. Did, all right, let's, are you there? No, I was looking at a different comic book. He's <laughs> <laughs> some beats, man. All right. Matt Murdock's talking to Foggy, and he says, this is the way I've decided to be. You can say I'm in denial. You can decide I'm not dealing or that I'm a jerk. That's up to you. No offense, but I don't care. 
this is how I choose to cope. Is that acceptable to you? And then he walks off and he says, I'm not sure. And why is that cool? Because it acknowledges that he is acting completely different than when he left. Mm. And by, by Andy Diggle's run, Brubaker's run, and Bendis' run. And may I draw your attention to the lower left-hand panel? Do you see that tombstone? The one with the apple? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that the same language that the 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 worthy are, have been speaking in fear itself? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, come on, man. If any of our listeners know what that says, I would like <laughs> to know. What what are you trying how are you trying to connect it? How I want to know why it's in there. Like it is it is definitely the language that all the worthy have been speaking of fear itself. So who do you think it is? It could be well, did you see that teaser for The Forgiven or whatever? Yeah. It could be something like that. You think they're going to bury Thor on Earth? That's not dude, if they buried Thor on Earth, he would have a giant monument. That's not it. That's why I'm trying to figure out because we know Thor dies and Bucky died, but Thor. Wait a minute. Wait. 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 Don't laugh at me. Thor is dead. No, he hasn't died yet, but that's what it sounds like it's gonna happen. That's ridiculous. Matt Fraction should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> Speaking of which, should we just do Fear itself right now? Good transition. Well done, Segway. <laughs> All right, what do we think about this? Well, I gave it a meh, but you gave it a uh. Ugh. Meh. It was just awful. <laughs> Art and color were crisp, but, okay, we get drunk Tony Stark, and he's talking to Odin, and that's okay that he's talking to Odin? And then Thing and Hulk and Thor... And they have this giant battle scene. Oh, do, well, you know what? I might have to change this to meh for one reason. Franklin uses his power. Yeah. And that is the only cool thing in this. The Dude, the dialogue is terrible. <laughs> it is. And he Fraction even calls himself out on it when he was... He's With like... Spider-Man. Yeah. When, uh, hey, Beardo, suck it, when Captain America says that. And he's like, that's basically Fraction saying, hey, I can't write dialogue. Um, so I'm going to make fun of what I'm saying because I don't know what he would say. So that makes it okay. <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. Man. No, that, it, that's pretty harsh. Well, I'm just... This this is so aggravating. Like the only reason, seriously, the only reason I, I I I would even consider that this book was important is because Franklin uses his powers. And what does that mean for the Marvel universe? Well, and Captain America's shield got destroyed. Right. That's so played. Oh, it was very sad. Uh, did that did that mean something to you? I just hate the whole laser shield. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, but he's not going to go back to that just because this thing got destroyed, right? What's he going to have, a sword? Yeah, but it looked like Steve Rogers was going to cry. Here, catch. And then he was like, 
you're an idiot. Ka-ching! Why? Why am I a shield? Well, I would have too. Like, that's his that's his weapon, man. Dude, he's not going to cry over Bucky dying, but over his shield getting blasted apart. I think it was anger over Bucky dying, and now the shield just kind of like was the icing on the cake, and he's just like, can't do it. I would say that this this last, the purple panel where he says, I am God, that is actually pretty cool. Uh, why? The the art on it? Oh, the art is, yeah. Yeah. But, man, I think I gave it such a ugh because it's just I expected so much more out of this book. And have you been reading Invincible Iron Man? Nope. Holy cow. Terrible. It's all about Iron Man with the, you know, where he is in Asgard with the little gnomes and dwarves and stuff forging weapons. Ah, it's, and he's drunk all the time. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, and then all of a sudden we got to read an, a whole issue about Dracula versus the Hulk. Come on, Gishler. <laughs> the Hulk got thrown away, and then he landed next to vampires. What is going on with this? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's pretty crazy. Okay, so this is... So it's such a disappointment. Maybe it wasn't that bad of a book, but it's just such a disappointment. Did Is there anything redeeming about this that you liked? Oh, well, I mean, I gave it a meh because I thought the battle between Thor and Hulk and Thing was pretty sweet. Like, I, I mean, I said it last podcast and the podcast before, I think. I didn't like Thor before the movie. And so now when I see Thor, he's just like, I really, really like Thor now. So to see him beating up on Hulk and Thing was really cool. Um, and then Franklin using his powers was sweet, too. I like that. It, yes. it just seemed like they'd just been kids for so long. But we got to remember, Franklin is like one of the most powerful mutants in the whole Marvel Universe. Right. Yeah, and that's why I was, I, you know, I know Earth-X isn't 616, but when he shows up and he's, like, that's what got me hooked on Franklin. That's why, Franklin is why I read FF, because I am dying to know. It's like Wolverine's origin, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how people kept re- kept reading X-Men until 2001, because they had no idea who who Wolverine was or what his origin is, and... And then all of a sudden we found out, you know, like that's kind of why I read FF because I'm like, what is with this kid? What does he do? You know, like Val is super smart, but Franklin's supposed to be one of the the, the most powerful mutants in, in the universe. Well, I mean, he's used his powers in the past. What has he What has he done? He can. Well, I mean, he was responsible for creating the Heroes Reborn universe. Because he oh, can alter right. reality. So when uh, all the the heroes sacrificed themselves after Onslaught, they all went to a pocket universe that Franklin actually created. And that's where he had them. So is he more powerful than Wanda? He, he might be. He should definitely he, could be. Should he just give back all the mutant powers? He probably could. But he had promised not to use his powers, you know? Right. Well, he says... See, he says he lied, right? Your your mic is really scratchy. Has it, How long has it been scratchy? 
just about the past minute. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's much better. It's, I don't know what's going on with this mic. <laughs> Tell me if I do that again. I will. I only gave you a little bit. A little. Oh, okay. So anyway, he's saying he lied like he previously has used it before, you know? Yeah, I think he has used his powers before, and then he promised them that he wouldn't use them. Anyway, pretty interesting, but I'm ready for this thing to be over. And I thought it was eight issues, but I'm glad it's only seven. Yes, only seven. But it's, it's, but it's like 7.1, 7.2. Have you seen that? I know, I know. Oh, my goodness. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> well, okay. Let's close it out. I'm done with this. Disaster. Dude, Secret Avengers 15. I gave it a good. Oh, really? I thought yeah. I thought for sure you would give it a, a an uh. Oh, no. One of the best issues I've read all year. Wow. I am totally blown away. We totally agree on this. I thought it was amazing. It was like nothing I'd read before. Nothing. And go for it. Dude, it was just, it was real. The The whole talk between Black Widow and the whole staff, just about how the, the difference between superhero death and real life death and making comparisons to, you know, just the, the banter back and forth. And I felt like there were so many nods to fans too, like, you know, dead means dead or dead doesn't mean dead or or what you think, and it, it was just like, wow, this is, it's, it was so fresh, uh, but it felt real and new, and it was like Black Widow was really in character, and she was talking to some kind of like Perez Hilton type newspaper, it was, there was, I love the whole issue. I'm totally blown away, I can't believe we agree on this, <laughs> I really can't believe it. <laughs> So you agree I, then? You thought all the same thing? Yes, I definitely thought that this because I thought you were gonna scoff when I said, "Oh, you need to read Secret Avengers 15." Why? Well, I, I did. I was like, I haven't. I read like the first two issues of Secret Avengers and stopped. Uh, I'm glad you take my recommendations, dude. If you tell me something that's Marvel, I I usually will read it. <laughs> that, that's pretty. That's awesome. Okay. All right. I, I'm past that now. All right. What I thought about this issue was that at first, and I wrote an article about this. It's going to come up on the comic book, so all our listeners don't have to read it because uh, they're getting it now. But um, basically, it's it's Nick Spencer, who is the the writer, presenting different ideas of what death in comics means. And he's presenting it from different perspectives, so not in a linear fashion. He's saying, basically, okay, a death of a hero is um, meaningful because it is a hero who's laying down his life for something. And then he comes back and says, no, it's not meaningful because they're just going to get resurrected again, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, he says, you know, it, it makes it makes people look at their own mortality and it makes, it, you know, he's, he, the Black Widow replies and says, yeah, but think of how hard it is. Okay, put yourself, if the comic book was real and that hero comes back, how easy would it be for them to be like, you know what, I'm not doing that again. You know, Hawkeye putting down the bow and saying, I'm not going to do that. And then so it means more because they go back and fight. But then, again, it means less on the other side because 
well, we can't do that. So they're not relatable because they can't um, – real people – as soon as you get raised from the dead, you're not a real person anymore. And so it's comparing apples to oranges. That's what that's what they say when they say, oh, my uncle had cancer and he's not coming back. Yeah. And so that's kind of how it ends. And then the one last thing is, yes, but humanity yearns for something that can defeat – the final enemy and that's death and so having that hope of some character that can overcome it is is what is truly meaningful and i was just blown away because i was reading this and i stopped halfway through and i was like okay which view do i have which view does the rest of the fans have or do the rest of the fans have which view does nick of spencer have which view i i i was like i can't believe marvel's letting him I know, I know. I, I was blown away that he, he he was like, he is saying that the death of these characters is cheap. And I was like, and Marvel's okay with this? But then, it, oh, it's, it's talking about the greatest story ever told and how humanity looks at their own mortality and says, yeah, there, that is defeat. And so, yeah, we're all on the same plane. But what if? What if we could overcome that? Oh, it's just... Fantastic issue, fantastic art, very deep. I, I'm surprised that it was in Secret Avengers because it has nothing to do with the Secret Avengers. It's, it's more of a Captain America issue, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, any thoughts other than I mean, other than what you've already said? No, I, I would I'd say probably you know, if there's one issue that you need to read all year, it is definitely Secret Avengers. It was really, really good. Yeah, Secret Avengers 15, pick it up. Nick Spencer, he's doing good. He's gonna. I think he's coming off the book soon, isn't he? Who's picking? I don't know. I don't follow the title. Yeah, it's been eh, it's been a rocky title. It hasn't been that good, unfortunately. So, uh, which is uncharacteristic for Brubaker, who had it at first. I think Ellis Warren Ellis is picking up the title, but he did a fantastic job with Thunderbolt. So we'll see about this. Yeah. All right, uh, what do we got left? Time for the Tinas. Oh, okay, well, we're not talking about Ghost Rider or Punisher. Let's just say Ghost Rider. It was another, ugh, it was terrible. It was, I don't know, man. Rob Williams writes it. Um, he's doing pretty good with Dawkin, the Dark Avenger, or the Dark Wolverine Dawkin. Um, really, really gritty, disturbing stuff, some of that. Um in docking some of that stuff gets to me about drug addiction i really i have a hard time reading some of that Mm. um punisher i thought was good it was like every other good punisher story you're you're ever gonna read it's uh you know a a punisher is so hard to write from a first person because you just delve into like a very flat character but so, you know, many times they go to a third person uh, with an internal monologue some of the time. So you're seeing that, and then it's just about the story. It's not about the character. So it's kind of an incidental thing that the Punisher is in this crime drama. And that's kind of what we're seeing here. So I gave it a... Um, actually, it looks like I gave it a good, but compared to Jason Aaron's Punisher, it's it's not that good. But it's on the it's on the high end of what you would expect. It's better than the Punisher we've seen for the past few years since Civil War. Better than Franken-Punisher? Oh, holy cow, man. <laughs> that was it. 
That was disastrous. That was that was terrible. That was probably the worst one of the worst things I've ever read. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Um one thing let's talk about real quick. Havoc and the the space team coming back. You down with that? Yeah, I'm down with that. You think it's gonna be done well? How do you think it's gonna be handled? Well, all I know is I saw a teaser with Havoc back on X Factor. And that is some sweet stuff right there. Okay, so you are excited about that. You don't want him in the X-Men titles? You want him on X-Factor? Yes, because when I got to X-Men, it was him and Polaris and Multiple Man and Strong Guy and Wolfsbane and Quicksilver. That was X-Factor. So let's get them back over there. See, but it's a whole different ball of wax now, right? Like, they weren't detectives, right? Yeah, they've all grown and stuff, but that's my X-Factor. You know, when I see them, I'm like, you know, why why aren't they in yellow and blue outfits? That's my X Factor. Uh, I don't know if he's going to fit in with that team. I'm sure David can make it work, but... Um, well, I'm just wondering if Polaris is going back, too. Or if she's going to be with X-Men or Legacy or what she's going to be doing. I heard that Mike Carey's coming off of Legacy. Is that true? I heard that, too. Man, oh, man. Oh and I'm not... I, I'm a little... I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I am a little tired of his stuff on Legacy, so it should be interesting to see who takes it and where they go. You know, I haven't read Legacy for months because it just doesn't seem like it matters. It doesn't, but the art's okay. I mean, that's where, if you want to read about Charles Xavier and Magneto, that's where you do it, though. Mm. I don't. (laughs) I I don't. (laughs) Or Frenzy. I'm good. You want to go for Tina's? Yeah. Let's do it. Latino Awards. Latino Awards. Arguably the best segment of our podcast. I I don't know. We forgot. We have a question from a viewer. From a fan. Oh, dude, we do. (laughs) (laughs) We have a voicemail. (laughs) Okay, well, let's, uh, let's do that. Shane, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Because so that's what we were we were planning on doing two episodes tonight and releasing them a week apart, but this one's going long. So, um, okay, let's listen to it. Ready? Now. Hey, guys, this is Shane. I was wondering what you guys think of all the death to characters and stuff going on in the last little while. Like, uh, with them killing Johnny Storm and now this whole four book and them just killing Bucky in one issue and having Steve Rogers take the shield like right at the end. Do you think it's kind of like crap? Are they just wasting these characters, not giving them treatment like they deserve? Um, you think they're going to do this war book like they're doing with uh, Captain America and Bucky now, just do past stories, or do you think he's actually going to come back? All right. Well, thanks. All right, interesting question. Uh, question focusing around the deaths of characters and the proximity uh, linearly uh, to the other deaths of other characters. What do you think? You got? Uh, you have anything to weigh in on this? Well, I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I've said it before. I mean... Say it again. Okay, Fraction, <laughs> Fraction is like... 
trying to write all these amazing things and trying to set everything up for the, you know, he is the architect of the Marvel U coming out of this. And so he's trying to make everything he does count, right? All right. Bucky's dead. Captain America's Captain America again. Steve Rogers. Woo. Thor, no more. Uh, all these people, the worthy walking around and, you know, Hulk is going to be split, which we'll probably see in, in the next issue or so. But, you know, it's, oh, oh, and Tony, Tony Stark is falling off the wagon. So you got your major three. One's dealing with the death and his shield broken. One is dead, right? And then one is an alcoholic. <laughs> so it's, oh, man. It, I, I like that they're setting it all up and where they want to go, but it's in such a quick succession. Like, And now, good question, Shane, what are they going to do with the Thor book, the mighty Thor? Um, I know that Journey into Mystery is ending, which actually I'm really enjoying that book, so that's kind of sad. Um, and so now somebody else is going to take his spot, and we've seen on the teasers of uh, Shattered Heroes – it's some guy who we've never even heard of before. Boo. So, what's going on with this? What are we going to do? I don't know. I I thought that the, the death of, of Captain America um, and how Bucky took his place, and actually they didn't have a Captain America for like two years, right? Yeah. And before Bucky took the mantle, and I thought it went so well. But that's Brubaker driving. But now... You know, are we gonna get that with Thor? No, I don't think so. I, I, I think that they're gonna. This is gonna end up bringing him back very soon. And Hickman, as far as uh, Johnny Storm dying, for, first of all, I don't really know if he's really dead. It never showed it. Um, and they may be bringing him back real soon in the upcoming Thor book, but I'm kind of thinking that. That's more of an anniversary book, and they may not bring him back, or they may bring him back as a villain for a while. So, I don't know. I I don't like it. I don't think that it's written well. If it was if it was written well, then the pacing wouldn't be as big a deal to me. I, I think I probably agree with what you have to say, which is weird because we've had two agreements this episode. No, what's going but... on, man? We haven't talked nearly <laughs> as much if we're agreeing all the time. <laughs> No, I mean, definitely Johnny Storm will be back. It's just inevitable. You know, nobody stays dead except Uncle Ben. You know, it used to be Bucky, but now it's Uncle Ben. So he'll he'll definitely be back. Uh, I didn't care for Winter Soldier, I mean, uh, Bucky being killed because uh, he was brought back so well, and I just thought it was a crappy way to end his story. I, I think, you know, Brubaker should be the only one allowed to write Bucky. Just keep it like that. But, um, I mean... Marvel has said that, who was it? One of the big head honchos said that uh, there should be a, a major Marvel death quarterly. And they've kind of stuck with that. Every quarter there's been somebody that's died. So, I mean, I think the deaths are just going to keep coming and they'll just continue continue to be resurrected and it will kind of cheapen the whole thing. But it is what it is, I guess. Pick up Secret Avengers 15. For, for multiple views. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. A death every quarter? That's terrible. That's I way too much. Awful. So hopefully they will... Disney will come in and say, no, don't do that. You're cheapening your characters. 
We've never why, started. Why do you think they're doing that? Are they trying to bring in, um, I mean, obviously money and sales and everything else, but are they trying to bring in like younger readership by having younger characters take the place of all these people who are dying? Because it just creates publicity. It's, I mean, when when Human Torch was killed, when Ultimate Spider-Man was killed, those were like in the New York Times. They're in the Washington Post. They were on the news on TV that these things were happening. You know, those that gets buzz, that sells comic books, that gets that gets interest for every facet from, you know, Spider-Man underwear to, you know, Fantastic Four DVD sales, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I it's it seems a bit much. And and not only that though, I mean, some of these things are anticlimactic. Did you did you read when Johnny Storm died? Oh yeah, I was at the comic store when the truck was delivering them. I wanted to know what was going on. Okay, man. When I read that, I really was very sad. You yeah. Know, it was well written and the thing and Val and Franklin watching him die and couldn't help him and yeah. him sacrificing himself. That was great. I, I was so sad about that. But this, I'm like, Bucky's dead? Thor, Thor's going to die? The shield breaks? What? It, it just seems all too soon. Yeah. And so it's not it's not meaningful if it's not well written. It has nothing to do with, well, for me, I don't think it has anything to do with, well, he died and he came back, he died and he came back. It's how he goes out. It's how he dies. Yeah, there has to be an emotional connection. Definitely, definitely. Like that when Nightcrawler died, it wasn't. It was like, oh, that sucks. But I mean, the dude had a hand teleported in his chest. You're kind of like, really? That's how Nightcrawler goes out. But Cable, there was much more of an emotional attachment because you you had followed, you know, his struggle and trying to keep hope safe no matter what, and then ultimately sacrificing himself to save her. It was like, whoa, Cable died. Right. 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 And yeah, with Winter Sold when when Bucky died, you're like, wait, he died? It's like, yes, Andy, he did die. No, no I, I, absolutely, absolutely. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Well, anyway, hopefully, Shane, that that uh, that answers your question. I apologize for for not putting that up at the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eddie, I mean Eddie, Andy. With your awesome editing skills, you could move it to the top. <laughs> oh, man, to get you know this before when I when I sat through and edited every single thing out, it took me a week to edit these podcasts. And now with this new editing technique and the way we're recording, it takes me like a day. So that's much better turnaround. But there is some junk in here you need to edit out. Nonsense! It's real. It's drama. Do I need to call Adam Curry real quick? <laughs> Don't get him on the line. No, no, no. All right. Now can we do our Tino Awards? Do them. Artinas. Woo! <laughs> How many you got? Well, I think you took one of mine away. So. Why do you say that? Because we didn't talk about Ghost Rider. Oh. It well, was Good-Hearted Woman. 
because Ghost Rider is a chick now? Well, she came in and she made sure that everybody was good and not sinful. Isn't that, <laughs> is that not it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that could still be X-Men 15.1. There you go. Well, that's what I'm going to guess then. <laughs> no, Me. I'm not, I have two. How about you? I got three. Okay. All right. You go first. You got what I'm going to get. gonna get amazing spider-man 666 no you got what i'm gonna get you got juggernaut uncanny x-men 542 i'm gonna need some more detail okay juggernaut has what colossus is gonna get very good all right woo i'll take half a point for that one (laughs) yeah i was just like I don't know. There were just so many of Tina's songs are like about love and relationships. Sometimes the Tina Awards take me like half an hour to come up with. And then I saw that one. Like, oh, duh. That's perfect. No, that was perfect. That was really good. (laughs) Let's do the easy one first. Let's stay together. That's an easy one? Yeah. Oh, would that be Shadowcat and Colossus? No, uh-uh. Uh. <laughs> now, see, you preface it with easy, and then I feel stupid. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel stupid. <laughs> the the X-Men schism with the X-Men staying together? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> I had to change it on the fly. That was That was for the Incredible Hulk. He was getting split into two people. We weren't reviewing that issue. I know. I picked Tina's. You would be proud of me. I picked Tina's for both for both current events and State of the Union. No, 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 no. We've done this for 34 episodes. <laughs> you can't just be like, I'm going to pick Tina's out of my butt. You know, that you <laughs> no, do that. no, no. I picked them for episode 35 and I had to move it up because we didn't do Ghost Rider. So I had to get two. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, well, then my next one is Complicated Disaster for what DC is doing to all their comic books. No, no. It's, it's That's really... okay. Be proud of me. I'm thinking outside the box. Is it Complicated, <laughs> <laughs> is it complicated Disaster or no? No, no. I just made that up on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. What is your next one? Uh, absolutely nothing's changed. I'm going to go with X-Men Schism. Well, we did two different issues. Ooh. Ooh. Three. Yes. 
Ding, ding, ding. All right. So basically, they're doing the same thing that they've done for their entire lives. Well, I just didn't feel like anything changed with episode with issue three. Okay. Nothing really different. Right. All right. Yeah, I know. Okay, this one's kind of hard. So. <laughs> Is it with the current events of issues that we reviewed? Yes, yes, I told you. What? How is Let's Stay Together Schism not the current events? It is. We're talking about the Hulk one. <clears throat> that was the original Let's Stay Together, but I changed it for current events. I know, Andy. I'm saying, but if we would have recorded like we thought, it would have been for Hulk. Well, right. Okay, all right. Um. I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> not, not enough <laughs> romance. daredevil no are you changing it no 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 you mean because he just kissed her no (laughs) no spider-man nope not enough romance uncanny 542 (laughs) no i i mean i had three guesses (laughs) (laughs) okay all right secret avengers 15 because of Black Widow and Bucky? Yeah, because she goes in there and she's like, you have no respect, you know, for these people had loved ones and everything like that. And you, you're just totally dismantling the name and cheapening the whole thing by saying that, oh, he may be alive and everything. Do you hear that? Do I hear what? The cricket? <laughs> what is your problem? You don't like any of my picks. <laughs> I never do. Are my pants. Why I do we keep do doing that. this segment if you don't like them? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Good time. <laughs> All right, my last one. They do get you. You know they get harder every episode. Yeah, because you stretch them. Like they don't even make sense. <laughs> no, I mean they get harder to pick every episode. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we get to episode one hundred. It's going to be rough. Dude, we should go back and write down all those songs we've already used and not be able to repeat anymore. That would be really hard. Oh, my goodness. Do you know how hard editing that is? <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one. This one's easy. Simply the best. go again with uh, Secret Avengers number 15. Yep. Because it was simply the best book of the year so far. Yeah. I really thought you were going to have that one. Oh, you know what? That would have made a lot more sense. Yep. Then not enough romance? <laughs> yes. Yes. That makes <laughs> more sense than that, okay? <laughs> hey, you know what? We totally what? missed our... This is our two-year anniversary episode. Did you know that? 
Oh, I guess it is, isn't it? Yeah. I think August 8th was our first one two years ago. Wow. Yes, I know. It's been a long two years. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, happy birthday to us. Yeah. <laughs> Man, two years we've we've done 34. I thought we would have done more than that. I, I know, but with schedules and everything, look, I am willing to record almost every single week if that's <laughs> if that's what we'll do. If we didn't have lives, more sponsorships. Which most people listen to this podcast and are like, they don't have lives. What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, pot kettle black, <laughs> blood thicker water. Got it. Let me write that down. This is Marvel 616 Politics. Thank you for listening. These past two years, we are almost at 900 fans, which is almost like 1,000 fans. So uh, we, the body politic, we thank you very much. Thank mm-hmm. you for, if for listening. You're posting. Um, feel free to post. Feel free to come up with your own games and segments. I think we had uh, Freddie Sharp come up with um, – he had a suggestion on the Facebook page, you know – once a week, pick an actor or actress and then put it up there and say who they're going to play, who they could play in a Marvel character or, or a movie or anything like that. And uh, it, it went over well. We had, a, we had a ton of comments. and So keep them coming. Feel free to uh, contact us. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Write us a review on iTunes. Email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website, marvel616politics.com. iTunes is bit.ly slash marvel 616 politics that's the easiest way to find our itunes and uh follow us on twitter uh twitter.com slash 616 politics look us up as andy said on facebook facebook.com slash marvel 616 politics give us a ringy dingy leave us a message leave us a comment don't cuss us out so 616-755-TINA and we want to end with, of, of course, thanking our awesome, awesome, awesome sponsor, DCBService.com. We can get all of your comic book needs taken care of uh, for huge, huge discounts. Discounts that I have not seen anywhere else online. We're happy to have them on board. And so as I try to talk Jared into recording weekly or bi-weekly or semi-weekly, either way, Until next time, (laughs) make yours Marvel 616 Politics. Special thanks go out to Andy Kirby. He uh, he uh, shot us some questions about Marvel. Yes, Marvel six one six politics. Go listen to their podcast. Um, we used some questions that he sent us. Uh, we edited a lot of them because they were all really bad. <laughs> no, we did. That's not true. We edited them in so that it made it sound like we came up with the questions and that we were better. Yeah. So thank you, Andy Kirby. No, for... no. Actually, thank you. Revoked. <laughs> oh, is it we were revoking? Just all us. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, Andy Kirby uh, has never come up with an original thought in his life. Couldn't have helped us less. Um, Anything that you hear on Marvel 616 that you think is funny or interesting, he took from us. Probably stole from us. Yeah. Um, One time we recorded a podcast with him, and he didn't publish it for like three months because he's so mean and... Yeah. And evil. Probably the meanest person I've ever met. Like, And not even like that. Like, he's just not a nice guy. Like, just legitimately an evil person. Yeah. Down to his core. I've seen him choke ducks. Yeah. <laughs> and the ducks... The ducks are by far the dumbest animal on the yeah. planet, so you well, know... Well, it's a sad thing to watch something that dumb get killed. Yeah, it just all, cannot... all you can hear is just the sounds of it trying to live, because that's all it knows how to do. It can't defend itself. It's that dumb. No, it doesn't even have hands. And Andy Kirby kills them. Yeah. I've seen him do a, kill a couple ducks. 